0: in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to continue looking at something we began looking at last week. And I'll just remind you some of the things that we've gotten from the Lord already about this year. Sarah made mention of it earlier, but these are our glory days. The days we're in right now, we declare it by faith, these are the glory days. And like I mentioned to you before, we are going to stop referring to our past as the glory days we're going to stop referring to times when we were younger or maybe we felt like we looked better or, or, or we were stronger back then. all oh, those were the glory days we're done with that church and we are declaring that the days we're in right now not those were these are the glory days can you say it out loud these are the glory days And we're going to see the glory of God on display in this church all year long. We're going to see His glory on display through healings, through deliverances. We're going to see His glory on on display through provision and protection, through wisdom and direction. Glory to God. He's also told us that in this year, the faithful are going to flourish. The faithful are going to be fruitful. And the faithful, by the time you come to this end of this year the faithful are going to be so thankful. That tells me that there's going to be opportunities for every one of us this year to be unfaithful, to unhook, to disconnect. But if we will choose to be faithful in the face of the temptation to stop, and the greatest temptation you or I or anybody ever faces is not so much the temptation to sin as it is the temptation to stop trusting God. And everybody faces that. Because there are times it looks like it's not working. There are times it looks like your faith's not producing what you thought it would, what you thought it should. But in the face of that, if you will choose to instead of stop trusting God, just continue to trust God, you, when you come to the end of this year, are going to be so glad you did. You are going to be thankful that you were faithful. Faithful to God, faithful to His Word, faithful to your family, faithful to your church, Amen so thankful the faithful will flourish. But the last thing the Lord spoke to us about this year, and this is what we're spending our time focusing on right now. I believe he simply said to us, it's grow time. It's grow time. I believe this church is primed and ready for growth in many areas, not just one or two, but in all areas. And the foundation for our faith in that comes out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Beginning in the 12th verse, look at this with me. And if you weren't with us last week, we'll get you caught up. These are some of the verses we looked at. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 12, are you there? It says, for as the body is one and has many members, listen, as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, So also is Christ. So also is Christ. This verse out of the New Living Translation reads like this. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. This shouldn't come as a surprise to us that the Spirit of God writing through Paul does hear what you see really throughout the Scriptures, even in Jesus' ministry. And Jesus wasn't as famous for this. He would use natural things to explain the supernatural. In the attempt to make the unseen make more sense, He would point to things that you can see. How many times did Jesus say, the kingdom of heaven is like this? The kingdom of God is like that. And he talked to them about something natural. He talked to him about somebody sowing a seed. Or he talked to him about somebody in their business and, and turning finances over to their help. And everything he's doing there is using the natural world to paint a picture of the supernatural. Using what goes on in the scene to explain to us what goes on in the unseen. And that's exactly what the Spirit of God is doing here through Paul. And it is major revelation. We sort of take it for granted because we've got the luxury of 2,000 years of understanding that, you know, as a group of Christians, people who are saved, people who are born again, they are now part of what's called the body of Christ. But that wasn't always understood. As a matter of fact, it came as revelation to this man that we're not just a group, we're not just a group group of people over here that are separated from this group of people over there, we're a body. And to explain the unseen, what did he do? Pointed to what you can see. He pointed to the human body and he said, the very same way that this body is just one body, yet it's made up of many parts, what did he say? So is the body of Christ. Just like your human body has a bunch of different parts, the body of Christ has a bunch of different members, a bunch of different parts. And what is hitting me with such force since the beginning of this year, and even going back a few weeks before we got to the end of the year, the Lord had me here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and he said, read it every day, every day. Back in November, Sarah and I went away together just the two of us, just get some rest, spend some time praying. And every day while we were gone, the Lord said, read it. Read 1 Corinthians 12. I'd read it and he'd say, read it again, read it again, read it again. And what came out of that was this new sense of awe and honor and this realization, and I'm going to say it to you, and it's going to sound like not a big deal to you, but it is becoming such a big deal to me I am a part of the body of Christ. I'm a part of his body. I don't think we're living with enough awe and wonder that we are actually a part, not just a group, certainly not a cult, certainly not just a a faction or fraction of people, This is what makes us so different than the rest of this world and it's what makes us different than every other religion. We're a part of a body. We're a part of a body. I am a part of the body of Christ. Now, in this body, there are no throwaway parts. You know what I mean by that? We're a body. And there are no throwaway parts in this body. I'll make a statement to you, and it may take some explaining. You are not a bookshelf from Ikea. Ooh. You're saying, okay, explain. Anybody ever put one together? You ever, you ever bought the Schneergensmargen from Ikea, and <laughs> and you dig into it, and you, you got 150 parts, and... You dig all the way through and you start putting this thing together and you get to the end of it and there's a pile of stuff you didn't use. <laughs> that could either be good or bad. You have no, did I leave something out? Huh? You're not an Ikea bookshelf with a bunch of throwaway parts. Anybody in here ever, you know, try to work on your own car engine or change your own oil or something and you get under that hood and you start taking stuff apart and you got this piece here and that piece there and next thing you know you got a a mound full of parts and now it comes time to put things together and you look at it and you're like, do I really need that? And you sort of just throw that away and you come across something, well that doesn't look important so you get rid of that. You can't do that with your body. Your body, this one, this physical body that you are in right now, has no throwaway parts. You can't can't take stuff out of here and just forget about it. Now, there may be stuff inside you. Actually, I guarantee there is. Parts you've never seen. And let's be honest, you don't want to. There are some parts in you that need to remain unseen. There are some parts in you, not only that you've never seen, you've got no idea they're there. You've got no idea what they do, and yet, wait for it to stop working, and you'll find out, man, I need that. There are no throwaway parts. In the body of Christ, there are no throwaway parts. I'm a part of that body. You are a part of that body, and you are a critical part of that body. This is what's hitting me with such reverence and awe these days. I am a part of the body, and he needs me. He needs me. I'm not a junk part. I'm not a throwaway part. Somebody said, I'm, I'm not a throwaway part. You're a part of the body. But let me tell you what else is hitting me that I'm just as excited about. Not only am I a part of the body. You ready for this? I'm a part of this body. I am honored, church, to be a part of this body, this legacy church, local church family. I know we're not the body of Christ, but we are a body, and we're a body within His body, and it's an honor to be a part of the body, but it's an honor And it's a privilege. I count it a privilege to be a part of this body. And these verses we're reading and we're about to read in 1 Corinthians 12, yes, they are about the body, but whatever applies to the body, guess what else it applies to? This body. This body. So let's read these verses because he's talking to us. He's talking about us. Verse 12, one more time, As the body is one and has many members, all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and all have been made to drink into one Spirit. For in fact the body is not one member, but many. Do you hear how many times he has said that over and over? Many members, many members. Many members. Verse 15, if the foot should say, because I'm not of the, I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? Verse 18, now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. There is a reason you are put together the way you are. There is a reason your arms are where they are. Your legs are where they are. Your hands and feet are where they are. Your eyes and ears and nose. There's a reason all of that is put where it is. And it's not because of evolution. It's not because of the demands of the evolutionary science that formed us. Stop it. Why are we put together the way we are? God put the members in the body Where it pleased him. It pleases God for my hand to be right here. It pleases God that my feet are there and not coming out of the side of my head. There's a reason. God has set the members in the body where it pleased him, as it pleased him. Verse 19, and if they were all one member, where would the body be? But verse 20, look at it. Now indeed, there are Many members, yet one body. Read it with me. Now indeed there are... Say it out loud, church. There are what? Many members, one body. Many members, one body. That's the word of the Lord. I know it's in His word. I know it's written and recorded for all men, for all time, for the body of Christ all over the world. But what's good for the body is good for this body. And in Jesus' name, I'm declaring it over 2023 that Legacy Church is many members, yet one body. Now, if you were with us last week, we took a step of faith into this, and we released faith together that the Lord would add to us in this year the people from this community, the people from across the nation, even people from around the world that are supposed to be a part of this local church family, a part of this body that he would bring them to us in a supernatural way. As I'm looking across this room, I'm looking at faces, I'm looking at families, and I know some of your stories. And I know that the Lord did supernatural things, opened doors that you couldn't have opened, led you and guided you into this place, and you weren't living down the street. You were way far away somewhere else, and the Lord said, get there. And you said, how? And he said, watch. And he made a way for you. Could we get in faith that he would do the same thing for other people that are supposed to be part of this family? Yes. So let's do this again right now. If you've got an empty seat next to you, this is what I want you to do. Reach over and put a hand on it. you got an empty seat next to you or in front of you, somewhere around you, put your hand on it, and we are going to declare this again together. Thank you, Lord, that he is adding people to this. Say this out loud. Speak to that chair. Say chair. Chair. We call you filled. filled. Speak to the sanctuary. Say sanctuary. Sanctuary. We call you full full and overflowing overflowing with many members. members. Heavenly Father, Father. we thank you for hearing our prayer, prayer. bringing to us people people from our communities, from across the country, from around the world. Send us those whose hearts are hurting, those who are hungry. Send us the lost, the ones that are looking for a place to call home. We open up our hearts, we open up our hands, and we open up our home to many members, many members many members, and we receive them now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we're going to continue to do that as the Lord leads us, but check this out. Watch it. Your faith will become sight. If today's your first day with us, we've been praying over you. We've been asking the Lord for you. Your seat was an empty seat last week. You are the sight to our faith. Thank you, Lord. So, yes, we are believing God in this year and the years to come that we're going to be many members, but not just many members. What else? One body. Now, this thought occurred to me over the last week. Satan, our enemy, could not care less how many people come to this church. A mega church does not scare him. He doesn't care if there's 250 or 250,000, he does not care as long as they're just a bunch of members. He doesn't care as long as they're just a bunch of body parts. What's there to be afraid of if it's just a room full of parts? He doesn't care. What scares him is when those parts connect. What absolutely frightens him is when those parts join together and begin thinking and acting like a body. This is where we're headed. Yes, I believe the Lord's adding people to us. We've prayed. We've released faith. We're thanking Him for it. But even more than that, even more than you and I being a bunch of members, even even more than us being a room full of body parts, what should we be? One body the parts put together, thinking and acting like one body. This is what we're headed towards, church. And I'm telling you, he is so scared of this. Satan is so scared. He doesn't care if it's 5,000 or 50 people. I'll tell you what really scares him, two. You get two or three who come together in the name of Jesus. What did Jesus say? i 'm there i 'm there, so yes, what do we we 've got a few hundred seats set out in here, and we 're calling this place full and overflowing and that 's wonderful, but I tell you we don 't start doing damage to the kingdom of darkness until we start acting and thinking like a body then then we start getting things done amen so that 's what we 're going to talk about this morning. How do we begin thinking? how do we begin? acting like a body and more than just a room full of parts. Let me just read some things here that the Lord gave me and I wrote to you. 2023, this year is all about you finding where you fit. Listen to me again. This year, if you're coming to this church and you're a part of this body, then this year is all about you finding where you fit. If you're a Christian, then your life is not about finding your place in this world. Have you heard that expression before? People live and die looking, searching desperately, what's my place in this world? But if you're a Christian, your life's not about finding your place in this world, your life is about finding your place in the body? What is my place in the body of Christ? And I want you to know that as your pastor, I am dedicating myself this year. I am dedicating myself to helping you find your place in the body of Christ, in the body and in this body. And as far as I'm concerned, and unless and until the Lord gives me some other direction, that is what my whole life is to be about this year. As I stand in this office and place as pastor, it's about doing what I can to help. It's about Sarah and I and our staff and our team doing what we can to help you find your place in the body and your place in this body because you've got one and you're not a throwaway part. You have a place in this body. And you might think, well, okay, I get it, and that seems important, but is it so important that we've got to say this whole year is about that? Why why is it really that important that we've got to devote this much time and attention to finding your place in the body? And here's the answer to that. You will never know what your grace is until you find where your place is. Your grace is waiting on you in that place. And the grace of God is what you do and you make it look easy. It's His grace on you and in you that helps you and you do things with ease that others struggle with. What is that? Well, I'm just a talented person. I'm just a gifted person. No, that's grace. Grace is the enablings, the strengthenings of God. And when you are in your place, you'll find that the grace is there to help you do what you're called to do. So really, what I'm telling you is that my life in ministry as your pastor this year is about two things. Number one, it's about helping you find your place so that number two, you find that grace. We want you functioning in the grace of God on your life because there's nothing in this life more frustrating than living day after day after day under your own strength, with your own might, without any of the grace and the help of God. Anybody want some grace? Find your place. Your grace is where your place is. So we're dedicating ourselves to that this year. Now, here's what you've got to identify as soon as you start talking this way, in helping people find their place in all of us, that includes myself. I want to know that I'm in my right place doing, doing what I'm graced to do. But it begins even a step before that, and it begins with the re, uh, revelation, realization, that there's a body. How do I say this, Lord? Most, much of the rest of this world does not live with any idea that there even is a body, much less that they have a place in it. And I'm sad to say that most of the church is living like that too. And if you were to ask them, they'd say, yeah, well, you know, the body of Christ, but not understanding that they have a place in it and that their grace is waiting on them to get into that place. Finding your place in the body begins with the revelation that there is a body to be part of.